I'd like to hear from you all. I'm not here to preach. I, I'm here to hear. What's on your hearts? <clears throat> the crowd actually probably doubled or tripled since the last time I was here. So that's good news. I didn't know after the last time if they were staying away from me or what. <clears throat> Paul says to some we are the, the aroma of Christ and to others we're the aroma of death. So, you know, it's, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I, Paul's writings just really kind of intrigue me. Um, but yeah, where are you walking? What's, what's on your heart? Let me ask you this. You heard uh, a video. I happened to have a chance to watch that on my way up here. Let me just breach that. I knew nothing about it. They told me they're going to be showing that this morning. And uh, so it gave me a chance to see it. What goes through your hearts and your minds as you watch that? Everybody scared to talk? good love I just love to hear that the interaction Okay. Some others. If you don't speak, I might just pull, pick on you. I'm known to pick on people. Okay. 
Let me ask you this. Um, And I'm kind of bouncing off of this video, all right? Where should vision come from? Because I liked what I heard, okay? I really, the guy has a passion for the Lord and a boldness, a willingness to say, hey, look, some things we're just not doing, we just ain't getting right. Let's be honest about it. And so, where should vision come from? Let me ask you this. How many of you, uh, I see a number of you, well, majority of you are parents. How many of you as moms and dads, parents, have a vision for your family? Do you have a vision for your family? I hope you do. Okay? If you're not, you're, you're a boat without a rudder. Okay? Church is much like family. Okay? It's all, it's all about having, to me, it's creating an atmosphere of family. If you don't have a vision for your family, what you, things that you stand for, okay? And things that you teach, how you go about, okay? That doesn't mean John and Sally over here have to do this, have the same vision. But the core of your vision is around Jesus Christ, okay? That's the core. So you have to have a vision. And that comes always, the vision naturally will not come from the feet because the feet don't think. Okay? So where's vision going to come from? It's going to come from the head. Okay? Vision comes from the head. And so when the head turns itself, for example... I have not, it's been uh, 18 years since I've been into a third world country. Well, I did go to Scotland last year, so that broke that. But for a season, I traveled with Gospel Express ministry. And I, my, but I had a vision for my family was we wanted to be a close family. I wanted a close family. Things that maybe I didn't experience at home, I wanted to experience them in my family, with my children. It's part of what drew me to my wife because I seen what she had in connectedness and I wanted that. I didn't have that, okay? And so 
we wanted that. Well, part of my work with Gospel Express involved traveling. And so I was going to Africa a lot. And I was trying to... Boy, I can't... I, I dare not go down this. This is an endless story. Let me just... Because I'm getting into my stuff for this upcoming week. I can't give you all uh, a tip of that iceberg yet. But I set my vision to where I had to make some changes and say, you know what? What's core to me is my children. And so I was willing to sacrifice going to Africa for the sake of what I wanted to accomplish with my family. Okay? Because you can't have two visions. Dad can't be having this, but his work takes him elsewhere. So I had to make some adjustments. And so for the next year or two, then we walked away from Gospel Express, and that's where Endure of Hope started. So, but where did that vision come from? came from my head. You can't have a double vision, okay? you got to have a single vision. And that's what I think is important for not just you as a congregation, but it's also important for um, the leadership of the church here is to come together in a single vision. Because Jesus said this way, if the eye is single, the body is what? Full of light. But if the eye has double vision, if the head has a double vision, then the body is not full of light. So if it's not full of light, it's going to be confused. Okay? And so it's important. So your vision comes from the head. The head turns, you know, I turned my head towards my family, and it meant I got to give up. I remember telling my oldest son, I will never leave the United States of America on a third world country trip until I have all of you as children's blessing. And that only happened about four years ago. Okay? That's how vision works. It starts in the head. You as a man, God, see, in a kingdom, God has order. And so God, where God sets order, the man <clears throat> needs to bring vision to the, fa- to the f- wife. A wife, wives become frustrated when the husband doesn't know where he's going. But when you as a husband know where you're going, your wife knows what to be a helpmeet of. Am I right, women? It's frustrating when a husband is one time here, another time over there, and the wife's like, well, I don't know what dad's up to. It brings confusion. So I... When I started leading our church 17 years ago, I didn't have anything to draw from but my experience with family. And so I just brought that into and we become a family. Okay? Become family. Doing things together. Interacting. Things that you think aren't spiritual are very spiritual. 
sitting and having food and fellowshipping on a Sunday night is very, just as spiritual as listening to somebody talk or having a program. Okay? It's those kind of things. Um, now, I got you. I hopefully, I'm trying to get you to start thinking a little bit. I loved what I heard because I heard the elders are together in that. Now, what they want to hear from you as a congregation, how do you feel about it? You need to speak into them. If it's something that, hey, I'm not so sure about it, it's okay to share your heart. They got to hear your heart. And then at some point where you say, okay, this is the way you go. This is the way we're going to go. Any questions? No questions. Ask them here. Don't ask them outside. Ask it here. <laughs> okay. Preston, you clear? No questions? Makes sense to you? Okay. Brent, what are your questions? What is, what is, what's going through your mind? I'm calling you out. Huh? Your job's to listen. I think your job's to help lead. <laughs> Let me give you a very practical illustration on single vision. When I took over, our congregation, we had a lot of people moved in from a lot of different areas, okay, communities. So guess what? When, when you have that happen, guess what you have? You have a lot of different experiences in regards to church, okay? And so you got people coming from Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, not North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Ohio. They all have their different church world experience that that has made them as to who they are, okay? Now, they're looking for something, but they don't know what they're looking for. And, and ultimately, what people are looking for is they want life. People are drawn to life. That's, that's just all it is. And so, one of the first things that I looked at, you know, in, in this whole thing of, uh, I was not a part of the leadership team. I wasn't even a, was, yeah, we had just joined the church. We were members there maybe a year. But one of the things that, uh, when I was, they led for about a year, the elders did. And then when I was put in leadership, um, that's when I began to, you know, hear that the elders 
and the pastor who was there before had a double vision. Okay? In other words, the elders were thinking this, and the pastor had something else. So, who's right, who's wrong? Who determines that situation? Well, a good shepherd has the heartbeat for the people. And the pastor realized that probably 75% of the people were walking with the elder's vision and not his. And so he stepped down, totally surprised everybody. Okay, and everybody was like, what in the world's going on? Well, it's because you have two visions. And when you got two visions, at the head, the eye becomes confused. All right? It's not full of light. And so now all of a sudden I'm in that leadership role and we did a lot of vetting on for myself as to my vision and does it, you know, I shared my heart on a lot of different issues with the elders because I, I just had to be honest with them and said, this is who I am. And if you're expecting this, I'm not about this, I'm all about this. And, you know, and I went through that, uh, went through that with him. But, one of the first things that I noticed is we had a, in this whole vision thing, this will give you a visual. I wish I had a picture of it. Out by the road, we had a church sign. And the church sign said, Foothills Mennonite Community Chapel. Anyone is welcome. And then we had a bank account. And our checking account name said... Foothills Community Chapel. Now, do you get that? Do you all get what I just said? Two different names. And I happen to see them. Oh, right there. We can't, we got to decide on this. So, what I did is I had somebody make up a road sign because we had to redo the road sign. It was time to redo it. And so we redid the road sign and so I made two different road signs. One said Foothills Mennonite Community Chapel, everyone welcome. Foothills Community Chapel, everyone welcome based upon our checking. All right? So there we go. Now, the mistake I made is I put it up in the foyer and I said, look at it, vote for either one, leave any comments you want. Whoo, that was a mistake. I never would do that again because there's some pretty strong comments come out because it's just like some say, we want community, but do we? What does it look like? Okay? What does it look like? And so that, that right there, when that got clarified, things just, the Holy Spirit just began to put things in place. Okay? And God is not a puzzle to be figured out. God wants to be discovered. His mystery. He's a mystery to be discovered. Okay? Proverbs 25.2, one of my, love this verse, or Proverbs 25.1, the last part. It is 
the glory of God to hide things. And it is the, um, not glory, but it is the, uh, there's another word, of kings to discover it. So, anyways, I, I don't how late are we supposed to go in Sunday school? 10, 15? How late is Sunday school? 10, 15? All right. Okay, you guys are way too quiet. You scare me. Question? No question. You just opened a Pandora box. Endless. Wow. Do we know what seeking the kingdom is? I, let me just say this way. Three years ago, I started on a mission on that. Because I, I, I just became honest and I said, God, I have no idea what the kingdom of God is. Show me. Teach me. Boy, did I, he begin to teach me. And I really think that's where some of what I hear Francis coming from, that's where we lost it. The church has lost its power because we don't understand kingdom. Okay? When, you, when I talk about the kingdom today, like if I, if, if I would speak on the kingdom this morning of heaven, most people will look at it two ways. Either they'll give me a confused look, like, what do you mean? What is he talking about? Or else they think about heaven. That's most people's concept of the kingdom. And then I make a statement. When I see that, I'll say this. You weren't created for heaven. I thought I got saved to go to heaven. No, you didn't get saved to go to heaven. Huh? What? No, you didn't get saved to go to heaven. Why did I get saved? It's to bring the kingdom here. Huh? 
Yeah. What? Me? Well, what about heaven? Oh, that's the benefit. Don't worry about that. That takes care of itself. You were created because, and chosen because God wanted to use you to bring heaven to earth. Huh? That's a brain twister. That's a teaser. Think about that a little bit. How do you bring heaven into your family? How do you bring heaven into your domain? And it all comes back to this. We don't know what kingdom is. Come on, folks. We know religion. Church has become religion. All right? It's about a kingdom. Okay? Oh, man. You just fired me up there. I could go on and on. Okay, children are coming in. Who do I turn it over to? Take a break. Go ahead, take a break. All right, take about a seven-minute break so that you're back in here in time. Is that right? Okay. I just know how we fellowship. All right, bless you. Get something to drink or refresh.